Well, welcome back to the Ramble Room. In my humble yet absolutely correct opinion, one of the finest legislators in the state of Wyoming is Representative John Baer. One of the crucial issues in the state of Wyoming is education and the finances thereof. I'd ask you to listen to this presentation if you're at all interested in education, and even if you aren't, you still should. There are a number of us conservatives out there who are very concerned about how the state is spending its money. And whenever we suggest that perhaps money could be better spent in education, we are immediately portrayed as anti-education. Nothing could be farther from the truth. Because we care so much about education, we want that to be done effectively and efficiently as possible. So here's my friend John Baer explaining the ins and outs of education expenses and where it's gone and how, quite frankly, both he and I feel about education. Good evening, my Campbell County Patriots. Tonight's message is really for the teachers of Campbell County. So if you're one, please watch this video. If you know of a teacher, please share this with those teachers. So tonight, I just wanna take a moment and thank the teachers of Campbell County and the teachers across the state for what they do for our children. I don't often get enough opportunity to really share with the teachers how important I feel their job is and how much I appreciate them. So tonight is about you. I do wanna tell you how important your job is. It is the most important job in my mind when I think of the founding fathers and the way they said that our constitution and our way of government self-governance was only going to last if we had a well-educated populace. I know that you play a key role in making sure that that happens. I know that the teachers of Wyoming are much conservative compared to around the nation, and I appreciate that as well. So, you know, it was a friend of mine that's on our local school board that recommended that I do this video, and I have to appreciate the idea that she had because, uh, you know, it's a thankless job, really. And, you know, I have ventured to spend a great deal of my time educating young people in areas that I'm interested in. And I know just how important it is that you do what you do. And I know that it's fairly thankless. One of the things that I do uh, worry about is the fact that our teachers have to do much more than educate the children. I'm not talking about just simply reading, writing, and arithmetic and the skills that we currently teach our children. But... Teachers are now ever increasingly expected to practically raise children. Uh, they have children who are coming to the classroom not fed, children who are coming to the classroom, uh, you know, coming from a homeless or a very difficult atmosphere. There's unruliness that goes on in the classroom. And uh, so teachers are, are really tasked with doing much, much more than educating. And for that, I, I really am sad because any job is hard to do, but it's much more difficult when you have to do other people's jobs. And we as a community need to focus on taking care of our children so that the teachers can do their job of educating them and making a better society. So I do hope that over time, we can have an effect on our entire society and get it in a way that teachers can simply focus on the, the very thing that you love, and that is teaching kids. So having said that, I do want to share with you a little bit about 
what's happened in the legislature as far as teachers are concerned since I've been involved. Again, I consider your service uh, just as important as my personal service in the military or as a legislator. Um, you know, I, I want to make sure that our classrooms are well-funded. And when I look at the funding that the state provides for education, there's a problem. And it's not that there's not enough money. I believe the problem is where the money is going. So let me explain. If we look at the funding, back in 2000, statewide, we spent $500 million, or half a billion dollars, on education, K through 12. That was for 95,000 students. Now, if we have inflation over the last 20 years applied to that number, this number should change to $800 million. So if we go to $800 million, we would be keeping up with inflation and paying for the kind of education we were providing 20 years ago. So there's probably necessary uh, expenditures that have gone up beyond just inflation uh, to be able to educate. Things like teaching kids uh, more and more about computers. That's a costly thing, so we have to add funds to that. But 20 years later, in 2020, the state of Wyoming spent $1.8 billion, not $800 million like inflation would call for, but $1.8 billion. So in other words, we nearly, well, we over tripled our expenditure for education in the last 20 years. Some of that was due to the year 2020. Uh, there was people that believed that we were behind on our expenditures, but we tripled it. Did we triple the kind of education? I would challenge that that's probably not true. So the number of students has actually dropped from 94,000 roughly to, or from 95,000 down to 94,000 roughly. So what has happened to make the expenditure go up? I don't know the exact number for teacher to student ratio, and I will find that out, but I challenge the, the idea that it's gotten any better. In other words, we've hired more teachers in that 20 years. What I would say uh, is pretty clear. We know that we have 3,600 more employees and most of those are in the administration portion of our education. So a lot of the buildup is gonna be in administration. The question is, does that help the classroom? If we look at ACT scores over those 20 years, there's not a substantial difference, nor is there a substantial difference in graduation rates. So adding more administrators, I don't believe, is the way to improve education in the state of Wyoming. So now let's talk about what this is. We've often heard that it's seventeen dollars or $18,000 per student that we uh, spend. Now I want you to understand that is not for the buildings. The buildings are a separate account. So this is just for educating each student for teachers, librarians, administrators, and all the, the people that are involved with educating and maybe the supplies as well. Uh, that would also probably include uh, the heating, those types of things, but not the building itself. If we take $17,000 per student, let's ask, you know, what would it cost to pay you as a teacher uh, by how many students? So if you had three students in the classroom throughout your day, that would afford at $17,000 per student, $51,000 per year. If you're making 68, that equates to four students per uh per classroom all day long. And six students would get you to the $102,000 per year pay. So then the question is, are we currently having six students in the classroom? Uh, I would doubt that very seriously. I imagine the teacher to ratio is probably 
teacher to student ratio is probably around 20 to 30. 20, I'm told, is pretty close to ideal. Um, 30 is probably more realistic about where we're at. So that means that there are anywhere from 14, if you're at $102,000, there's anywhere from 14 to 24 additional students in the classroom. And at $17,000 per student, what is that paying for? Well, at this pay for the teacher, it's not paying for the teacher. It's paying for other things like your librarians, your activities, your administrators. So what has happened in the legislature since I uh, got in a year ago? Well, uh, we tried to do something different with the block grant. What happens is the legislature uses a model that is required by the Supreme Court for it to follow to determine how much money it takes to educate each kid. And then we get that money together and we send it to the school districts. The school districts have carte blanche to do with that uh, block grant however they wish. This year, we tried to put silos on that block grant so that the teachers was one silo, teacher pay. Uh, in that silo, we put a raise. We put $50 million additional into that silo for teacher raises. And then administration was another silo and activities was a third silo. So you could not take the money out of activities and put it into administration. You couldn't take the money out of teacher pay and put it into activities or into uh, administration. Um, that was vehemently opposed by the establishment, uh, education, the teachers union, and uh, administrators. So that did not pass, but that I believe would have been a good thing to show our support as legislators for you, the teacher, and what's going on in the classroom. That $50 million raise would have been significant and it would have been untouchable as far as the administration doing that. Now, why do we often talk about the budget and the issues that the state of Wyoming is having in, in paying for education? Well, what we're spending, this $1.8 billion, is actually deficit spending. The funding models that we have to gather money into the state for the purposes of K-12 education is below the $1.8 million by about $300 million per year. So we're deficit spending. How do we make that, that up? Well, currently we spend out of our savings account, which is called our rainy day account or the Legislative Stabilization Reserve Account, LSRA for short. So I want to talk about the LSRA. In 2020, the balance in that rainy day account was $1.5 billion. One year later in 2021, it's down to $1 billion. So there's that deficit spending that I was talking about. Our savings account is being depleted. Now, what is important for you as an educator to know is that when we reach uh, $500 million or $0.5 billion in that legislative service, uh, uh, legislative stabilization reserve account, the rainy day account, we can no longer put any money out of that savings account into education. So in other words, that $300 million or you know 15% is going to immediately go away. So if we don't start watching our spending and get it within our budget, within the revenues that we have coming in, we eventually will take a very big hit. And I will tell you as a business owner, it's much easier to do a 3% or a 4% or a 6% reduction than a 15 to 20 to 30% reduction. Those are the kind of reductions that really put everything into uh, a chaos, if you will. So we want to avoid that if we can. 
So it is important that we start getting our budgeting under control. But me personally, I feel like we should protect what's going on in the classroom and we should ensure that our teachers are well-funded. And if I had my way, we'd get a lot of the things that your teachers are responsible for besides educating the children off of your plate. That really needs to be either administration or some organization outside of the schools. That would be my preference. So I hope this has been helpful. And again, I just want to finish with telling you that I'm very grateful for the people who serve as teachers in our community. And I hope that uh, in some way I can continue to support what it is that you do. So again, let's fight for Wyoming, the last hope for America.